Kinnah Chaf Aleph, Arzei Levonin, is a, a very well-known Kinnah, and it relates the story of the Asar Riga Malchus, which we mentioned on Musaf Yom Kippur as well. And the reason why we say it on Tisha B'av is because Kasra Mises Tzadikim, the death of Tzadikim is worse than the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. And on Yom Kippur we say it because Mises Tzadikim is Mechaper, like Karbanis. Death of Tzadikim atones like Karbanis. So the death of Tzadikim is worse than the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash because even though the Beis HaMikdash is the source of Aruchnius, the Tzadikim are the only ones who stem that tide. The Tzadikim of our generation, they keep us elevated, they maintain the level of Ruchnius, and when they pass on, it's truly lost us. In Gemara, Rabbi Kiva's Rebbe was Rabbi Eliezer, and Rabbi Eliezer said, Bishas Petirase, while he was passing away, he said, I learned, Rabbi Eliezer said, I learned a tremendous amount of Torah from my Rebbeim, but I didn't remove from them, meaning I didn't actually cover, I didn't manage to learn from them, more than a dog looking from an ocean. That's how little he learned from the Torah that they potentially could have taught him. And I have taught my much Torah, and my Tamidim, his Tamidim, who was Rabbi Kiva, haven't gotten from me more than a toothpick gets when dipped into makeup. So that's beyond our comprehension to understand the Eurydice Adairis, how much Torah was lost from one generation to the next. And Rabbi Kiva himself was a Talmud of, of Rabbi Liazza. And Rabbi Kiva says that Moshe Rabbeinu heard Rabbi Kiva giving a shir and didn't understand the shir. And yet Rabbi Liazza says that he hasn't gotten my Torah only like a toothpick touches makeup. And the difference from generation to generation, even amongst the Pashtayidin, is, is incomprehensible. I mentioned that <clears throat> my, my mother was just telling me that my grandfather was very Pashtayid. He, he didn't go to yeshiva during, he was yeshiva age during uh, World War I, and he, there was no yeshivas available at the time, so those were the, that was the years that he would have been in high school in Ms. Medrash. So he never went to a proper yeshiva. But... He, he, she told me that when my, my grandmother would make a, like a nice dish during the nine days, a milchig dish, a nice milchig dish, and I'm not talking about anything majorly fancy, she made blintzes, but that was like something you had to make by hand. He would say, he would get this upset, he would say, you know, we don't need such fancy food during the nine days, it's enough to have some bread and some soup. And that was just, it was a feeling that she said, my mother said, she's listening to Shurim, she doesn't hear anybody say that. And no one can say that. It's, it's uh, something that's lost from generation to generation. And the loss of tzaddikim, though, is an especially char- sharp change and a, a downward swing. This, this year we lost Rechaim Kanievsky Zatzal. And we spoke about it then during his Petira, but it's hard to comprehend how different the coming generation will be that they don't have Rechaim Kanievsky. You know, we say stories, and we will say some stories about Rechaim, but, but that's what they're going to be. They're going to be stories. And to us, they weren't stories. There was someone in Eretz Yisrael, and you could see him, and you could visit him, and you could get in, and you could send someone into him. It was just a whole different level. It was real. Think about it. You know, how many stories have you heard about Rav Chaim? Uh, let's just start with the stories that the Maifsim, the, the brach, miraculous brachas. I just, I just heard one. This is about a Machaber Sefer. His Sefer is on. Uh, it's it's on Chachma. I found that there. Meir Arava is his name. He has many many svarim all on the Mishnah Brewer. It's like in-depth explanation of Mishnah Brewer's Psakim, how he arrived at his Psakim. So it turns out, says I heard the cousin of Rameer Arava saying this story, his first cousin, he said that uh, this Rameer Arava, he, uh, he said that this, it was Renach Seltzer, was his cousin, he said he met him in Eretz Yisrael, 
and uh, it was the first time he ever met him, and he said, how many children do you have? He said, he have, has nine children. And he asked him, then he knew he was a Mahabra Sefer, he asked him, how many swarm have you written? He said, I've written nine swarm. So it struck him as interesting, but he didn't think to ask any more at the time. So then later on he asked him, and he found, he found out the story, that each time he completes a Sefer, he has a child. Well, why is that? He said that uh, Ramey Arava had a father who was non-religious, his name was Menachem Arava, at the time he was a colonel in the Israeli Air Force. And the whole amazing story how he became religious. But uh, his, uh, Mayor Arava was born Zohar Arava, and uh, then when the family became from, he went to Rechaim Kenevsky, and Rechaim Kenevsky told him to change his name to Mayor. He said, Zohar is the name of a sefer, it's not the name of a person. So he did, he changed his name. But he started learning Gemara, and it was just not going. He could not understand Gemara for anything. And all the people in his class, they were zipping through it, and he just couldn't understand it. So his father encouraged him to go to Rechaim Kenevsky and ask him. And he didn't want to, he sent him a letter, he didn't understand the answer, he went. And when he went, he came with his Gemara, and he spoke, and he poured out his heart to Rechaim Kenevsky. It was Friday afternoon. And Rechaim Kenevsky listened to him and gave him a bracha. Then he asked Rechaim Kenevsky, he says, could we learn together? It's a 14-year-old boy. And Rechaim looked at him and he said, I'm extraordinarily busy. I mean, whatever little time I do have, I'm speaking to people. But he didn't give up. He said, no, I really want to learn with the Rebbe, and it makes such a big difference. So Rechaim Kenevsky sat down and learned with him for an hour. And then he came back the next Friday and learned with him an hour again. And he learned with him Fridays, the rest, I don't know, till what age of Chaim Kanievsky, but he learned with him for years, for an, on, for an hour on Friday. And when he was about to get married, Chaim told him, I think that you need to be macabre on yourself to write a sefer. So this is a boy who could barely learn Gemara. And uh, he died tremendously over learning over these years. But he said, a sefer, how am I supposed, what do you want me to write a sefer about? So he said, write a sefer about Mishnah Learning in depth, understanding of Mishaburah. So he said, I can't do that. I'm not shy to that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the capability for that. So Rechaim didn't push him. He got married. And a year passed, two years passed, three years passed. And he didn't have any children. And he went back to Rechaim and he asked him, Bracha, why am I not having children? Rechaim said, I told you. <laughs> you need to write a Sefer. So he wrote a Sefer. And he completed the first Sefer. And he had a child. And uh, when this person visited him, he had nine Swarim. And nine children. Now, currently, I don't know how many children he has. He has 12 So <laughs> I imagine he has 12, 12 children. And this, this was things, stories like this constantly happened with Reb Chaim. And he had a certain Ruch HaKadosh to know what you were missing. And we knew, we knew he, he was there. And I know, I, I remember when, before my, my, my second child was born, we had a very serious question. And my brother-in-law lived in Israel at the time. We sent him into Reb Chaim. It was just a thing you knew. There was someone who was a Baal Ruch HaKadosh in the generation. And you could... You could try at least to, to get, get your answers from, from a Baal Ruch HaKadosh. And then there was a, a concept of what a Talmud Chacham was. From, from when I was a Bachar, as I spoke then, Reb Chaim Kanevsky was known. He wasn't a genius. Everything he achieved, he achieved through very hard work, through tremendous Hasmada, unparalleled Hasmada. And he stood for knowing Kalatar Kula, the Ion and Bikiyas. And not only that, but he demonstrated that knowing Kala Tarakula by, demonstra- by, by, by definition will allow you to understand it, Ion, and allow you to understand the depth of the Tarakula. Because you learn his swarm, that's what you see. You see how his Bikiyas, his, his control of Kala Tarakula, translates into an in depth understanding that nobody else can write a safer like that. And, you know, just the, 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 the level of genius that ended up happening as a result of his hard work. There's a very famous story that there's a gra that says that the reason why a get is called a get is because the letters Gimel and Tess 
never appear next to each other in, in Tanakh. So they told us the Rechaim Kenyaski, and he said, the letters Gimel and Tess aren't the only letters that don't appear next to each other in Tanakh. He listed out four other combinations that don't appear next to each other in Tanakh. So then he thought about it some more, and he said, get Gimel Tess, you never have that a Gimel is an end of a Pasuk, and Tess is the beginning of a Pasuk either. That's unique about Gimel and Tess. Again, this is someone who's not a genius. This is someone that, that's just Pashat, he, he learned, and he learned, and he learned. And we saw, we just saw it with our own eyes, that you get a Siata Dishmaya that is miraculous, essentially. It's, it's not understandable. And this is, this is just something that you could see it. You could witness it. You could watch it. You could go to Eretz Yisrael. If you went into his house and you spoke to him, you left changed. You were not the same when you walked out. You just saw the way he lived, and you saw there's nothing else in his house except for Torah. And this is, these were things that we were able to see with our own eyes. And when we see with our own eyes, or even if we heard about it, but we knew there was someone alive in our generation who was there, and we could see him ourselves, and our friends have saw him, and our Rebbeim have seen him, it was different. And it demanded a different thing of us, and we were different as a result. And now that he's passed away for our children, what are they going to see? And, and we can tell them about him, but it's not going to have the same effect. And it's that kind of loss, that kind of diminishing of generation, and that's, that's what the morning of this kinah is about.